This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 22-inch. On this episode, we talk to artist, illustrator, and author of Weird Me, Kelly Phillips. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Ethan, we got potential big news last week. A cryptic tweet from Al. On Friday, he tweeted that he just finished writing a screenplay. Potential? That is big news, Dave. What are you talking about? Well, it's potential in that we don't know what's going to come from it. Because, right, here's the thing is Al's rarely comments on stuff that are unannounced projects of his. So the fact that he commented that he has a screenplay makes me think there might be something in the works. But at the same time, he commented that 80% of LA has screenplays and they sit in people's <laughs> drawers and collect dust. So maybe he's just happy he wrote a screenplay and he's just telling people in, you know, on Twitter just for the heck of it and he doesn't have anything planned with it. That's why it's potential big news. He did tell us a couple of years ago that he was working on something with Cartoon Network and that never came to fruition. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it could be something like that. But even regardless, even if nothing comes of it, it's still big news. Anything Al says is big news on the Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al podcast. <laughs> That's true. Didn't he write a, say he wrote a screenplay for that Comedy Central thing too? So maybe he's got two screenplays written now. Yeah, he's working on all sorts of stuff. Plus, of course, in our interview with Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence disclosed a screenplay they wrote together. Wow, he's just got a drawer full of screenplays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime someone talks about Al doing another movie or, or writing a screenplay, they always say, UHF 2. What do you think of that? You know, I think UHF 2 would be amazing, but Al has commented multiple times that he doesn't have any interest in doing a UHF 2. You know, I I guess that maybe I have an unpopular opinion, but I don't think we need a UHF 2. I don't want a UHF 2. I mean, I would love to have one. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Al did such a great job in UHF, and I was so satisfied with the ending and how that movie turned out and how it's, you know, remained so relevant for 30 years now. But, you know, Al's imagination has got so many great things. I want to see a new world created. I don't want to necessarily see the same movie told a different way. Does that make sense? No, I totally agree with you on that. I would love to see just what else is in Al's mind, what else he could come up with. I mean, this screenplay, whatever it is, it's from the mind of Weird Al Yankovic. So, you know, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be well thought out. It's just going to be a movie that any movie studio should pounce on. What I am really hoping for. So I would love if it was a musical the same way, you know, that Tenacious D did the pick of destiny or the same way that like Flight of the Concords is a musical. Like I would love a Weird Al musical where he just bursts into song and it's just we get a whole new set of Weird Al songs. We get a, you know, new characters. I would love that. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, Al knows somebody who knows a bit about musicals. <laughs> 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 he has been, you know, seen with Lin-Manuel Miranda true, quite a few you know, times. There was rumors, <laughs> and I don't have anything based in fact on this, but I did hear rumors that Al was looking to do some kind of musical with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So maybe that's why he wrote this screenplay. That would be amazing. When you hear someone's working on a musical, I'm sure a lot of people think Broadway, but I think it makes a lot more sense for him to do a movie. Yeah, my mind immediately went to Broadway as well when I heard the musical rumor. That's something Al really hasn't done is taken on 
on like a live, you know, performance on Broadway, you know, multiple night after night after night. I mean, all his shows are kind of always like a multimedia Broadway show, but his concerts. But (laughs) I mean, just in general, like, you know, a Hamilton type of play, he just has not ever ventured into that. So my mind went to that as well. A movie would be great, too, because you're right. Then that frees him up to do other stuff as well. But of course, using the phrase screenplay in his cryptic tweet, that does make me think it's filmed. I I don't think he would say screenplay if he was writing for something for the stage, but we're just going to have to wait and find out, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Some other big news this week. Jim Kimo West has announced that he has a new song coming out on October 11th. It's called Tropic Birds. That cover design is beautiful. I I was like so blown away by it and as soon as i saw it he didn't say it was a single or if it was an album so i did ask and he confirmed it is a single so the singles keep on rolling like the ones we got over the summer and chemo's still in hawaii so hopefully we'll get a little more information about that when he gets back now another thing that was officially brought to light this week is something that you and i kind of got a little bit of a preview about over the summer that we heard about but now it's official and we can talk about it it's called weird al seriously it's a book by lily e hirsch yeah forward by dr demento that's so awesome and of course bermuda has said he made contributions i've heard that al has been involved in some way not entirely sure how but this book sounds awesome it's sort of like an academic view of al and his career so far it's been released it's going to be a hardcover book and an ebook. so it's actually sounds really interesting it's a put out by Roman and Litchfield Publishers and you can find out more information on roman.com but it's kind of interesting they have like a pre-order on there and out of the two prices they put the hardcover book was $28 and the ebook <laughs> was $26.50 and I'm thinking that they're trolling us with those prices <laughs> Well, you know, 28, of course, is so close to 27, but 26.5, that could be construed as an Albuquerque reference for 26 and a half. So I definitely would be getting the, the hardcover book. I, I don't know if I'll get an ebook. Would, would that count for the collection? I wouldn't count it. I personally don't count the ebooks for the collection, but some others might. I will definitely be getting at least one copy of the hardcover book. Oh, totally. And it comes out on March 15th of next year. So only like five months we have to wait. (laughs) What is really, really cool about this book is that you've seen the cover to it. And we knew about this cover, as you mentioned, for a while because we met up with the person who drew the cover, Kelly Phillips. Yes. And we met her in Philadelphia and she let us in and let us know that she drew the cover to this book. Yeah, I think, I don't know if she showed us like a, an early draft of it or if she just told us about the idea of Al's bust on a pedestal, but it is such a great cover. You know, I love that there's another Al thing out in the world done by Kelly because she did our artwork. Yes, the artwork that you see us of Ethan and myself all over social media, we use it everywhere on our business cards, on stickers. We love, we love the artwork from Kelly Phillips. She's one of our favorite artists. So we are thrilled that she got to design this book cover. We're thrilled that she got to design our illustration. And the the thing that kind of was born from that illustration is how she drew us. 
she has debut with your handout kind of like you know alan in 3d cover and then for me she has me doing this like weird like not really spock but kind of spockish thing uh, <laughs> i don't know what it is but now whenever we remember and we're in a picture together we get on our official sides and we do our official <laughs> hand signals i don't know what i'm doing in my hand signal but i i'm happy to do it in any picture <laughs> so we interviewed kelly a while back this was actually before we even got our drawing created from her we were so excited to to talk to her very early on when we were getting ready for this podcast. There was some really great stuff in this interview that we want everyone to check out. So without further ado, here's our interview with Kelly Phillips. I'm so excited because we get to talk to somebody today who I met way back in 2000, I think. Over the years, she's helped get UHF on DVD. She's written her own comic book series about Weird Al. It's Kelly Phillips. Hi. Hi, Kelly. How are you guys? Kelly, thank you so much for giving us a call. Thank you for having me and for facilitating this grand reunion. <laughs> I know it's been it's been so long since I've <laughs> talked to you. This is this has been great. This is like a trip down memory lane for me. I reread your book last night and I'm just I'm like, oh yeah, 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 this is so cool. Oh my God. I remember that, I remember that. You were so, like one of my number one pieces of anxiety with that book, because I was like, I'm gonna talk about this guy a bunch and I hope he's fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, Kelly, how old were you when you met Dave for the first time? Oh, my God. I must have been 13. Wow. I was but a child. <laughs> yeah, shy little, a shy little child. Yeah, 13 or 14, hanging out with my mom at Weird Al concerts, being the coolest kid ever. Living the life. Um, so I, sh- I should we should mention before we move forward too much, um, Kelly, you are the uh, cartoonist and author of Weird Me, Growing Up Online with Weird Al Yankovic, an amazing book uh, for people who are, are fans of Weird Al or just fans of just great literature. I, I rank it up there um, with the, the greats. I appreciate you recognizing it as such. <laughs> You know, what really um, struck me, and I know when Dave and I were talking about it, is like how accurate the, the drawings are. Like, it, you know, I just opened to a random page and like the Running With Scissors album cover or, <laughs> uh, you know, just Al singing a song or even pictures of Dave. Like, they're so great. So I Yeah, I'm, go- I'm looking at these pictures of me and, and you did a great job. And I'm like, you even got like what I was wearing that day, like down <laughs> and how I how I styled my hair that day. I'm like, oh, the, the, the attention to detail in this book is so amazing. It was very like... strange having to do like research on my own life. Because I, I got right. so in the weeds with it where I was like, it has to be right. But also, I don't remember this. <laughs> Although, uh, Dave was upset about one thing in the book. I know well, I know well all right, now. <laughs> all right, well, go let's ahead. get into it. So, Dave got very self-conscious about um, how hairy you drew his legs. <laughs> it's... It's just got a little extra flavor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so it's on. Uh, so, so it's on page twenty-three of the book. All right, and you have a great picture of me, and I'm wearing and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt that I recognize. I actually still have that Hawaiian shirt. Oh, um, amazing! The flip flops and everything. You know, and then there's there's my legs up in the air with, and a beautiful picture of my Weird Al tattoo, and my legs are are, are all full stubbly and full of hair. <laughs> I think I remember Kelly, doing that page, and it looked just a little weird having bare legs there. And I was like, "No, we gotta, we gotta zhuzh this." <laughs> a little bit. 
well, I hope you're you're happy, Kelly, because now Dave religiously shaves his legs. Yeah, um, that that was my goal. I wanted okay. to create a complex for life. I'm very self conscious <laughs> about my legs now from now on. No shorts ever again. <laughs> no shorts. That's right. <laughs> Those tattoos so, will stay hidden forever now. <laughs> it's so funny. So Kelly, when you met Dave, did you know about the tattoos ahead of time? Oh, totally. Yeah, because that was, was my same experience. <laughs> I met him when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and immediately I'm like, I gotta see your leg. And this was like, you know, very early days of the of cell phones. And I remember taking pictures of each of his <laughs> tattoos and showing people like, oh my god, look at the, you know, I finally met Dave, and they're like, who are you talking about? <laughs> but it was yeah, exciting cause, for me. <laughs> yeah, because Dave had like like the biggest fan website at the time, and I think I made like the 13th fan site that existed at the time. <laughs> so we were all like very aware of one another's orbits. And I was like, this is the tattoo guy. And he's like, met me a whole bunch. So yeah, as you rightfully remember, my awkward self was probably just like silently peering at you. <laughs> Looking through the, the thicks of your, your leg hair to see that. That's right. I was committing it to memory. If only that guy would shave his legs, I could see these tattoos. <sighs> You're just really ruining it for me. <laughs> so I, I don't want to reveal too much, but, you know, just for our listeners who maybe haven't read Weird Me yet, you know, what what is it about? Sure. So the crux of it is that um, I ran a Weird Al fan site when I was 13. Um, and it kind of starts with the beginning of my Weird Al journey and how I discovered him and his music. And it just goes full tilt into how I developed, you know, the kind of unique obsessive fanhood that you have when you're a teenager, where every detail is committed to memory for life, I've learned. Um, <laughs> and truly in like the most early 2000s way possible, the only way that I could express my like devotion to Weird Al was to create an HTML-based website. <laughs> so. Amazing. That's like the first issue covers kind of the genesis of all of that. And then it goes into just what the next few years of my life were because I became a Weird Al fan and had this website and all the people that I met, the shows that I went to, um, and just sort of how I've grown with and throughout that fandom. Have you, so one thing Dave and I were trying to figure out, have you been to shows since the book came out? Yes, I have been to shows since it came out, and um, I think the very end of the book is like the first concert I've been to since my heyday. Right, the hiatus. <laughs> Curious about that too. There was like a, a twelve or thirteen year hiatus in there where you hadn't actually attended any Weird Al concerts. Yeah, and I do remember, and now I'm like regretting it so much because I'm <laughs> so close to like the Tower Theater. Like I remember shows coming and going and i was like uh i don't really need to go see weird al like i'll skip this one and no foolish foolishness <laughs> but yeah there was a period where i don't i don't think i became self-conscious about it because i was clearly very visibly into weird al at my most awkward stage of life <laughs> but um i think it just kind of like naturally faded out of prominence from my life and then as I sort of, you know, got through college and you start going out into the world and kind of rediscovering what's important to you and what was kind of fundamental 
to your to your formative years, I was just like, you know, everybody, I know every Weird Al song by heart, and you're just gonna have to accept this about me. Also, there's documented evidence of it on the internet. <laughs> and then um, I think it was about the time that Mandatory Fun was being announced is when I was like, all right, I've always wanted to commit this this experience of creating this website into comic form. Now's the time to do it. And I got the first issue out. And then that's, I think by the time it came out, Mandatory Fun had been out. And that's when I realized that Weird Al had hit like that legend status. And I was like, there's mm-hmm. something that I missed in those years that I wasn't really participating anymore, where he went from like, like the omnipresent, like teenage, like most favorite artist of all time to literally everyone admires and respects and loves Weird Al. And we've all been really quiet about it until right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it was a really good timing personally for me. So thanks Al for releasing that album right then because it matched up with my personal journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of his grand plan. <laughs> yeah. So I've talked to Al about it and, and I asked him why he chose to release it, uh, you know, at, in 2015, he said, well, I think Kelly really needs to hear this album. Yeah, He, he knew that I'd finally <laughs> accepted myself truly <laughs> oh man i it's so it's a great book i hope people check it out you can get copies of the book at kellyphillips.net and weird me is not the only project you have out there i was checking out your your other stuff tell us about dirty diamonds this all-girl comic anthology yeah dirty diamonds is my baby um i edit and publish it with my best friend from middle school who knew me through all of my weird out phase in my teenage years so she's my my witness um but she and i have been making dirty diamonds since 2011 and like you said it's an all-girl comic anthology that was born out of us wanting to see more female comic representation in the books that were getting published at the time um we were seeing lots of other anthologies out there where the ratio would be you know 10 guys to the one token girl And we decided that, you know, if our dumb friends could be making their own books, it couldn't be that hard. So we were going to just throw our hats into the ring and make the comics that we wanted to read. So we're several years later, we're working on our 10th installment and the book has gotten about 20 times the size that it started. And we've produced, you know, thousands of pages of comics, worked with hundreds of artists from around the world. And um, it's the thing that we're probably the most proud of in the entire world. That's incredible. and That's amazing, yeah. Congratulations on that. So many cool yeah. projects. You, you, you get <laughs> so us, full of projects. Uh, you get us UHF on DVD. You make I the know. website. You get... <laughs> I felt so validated when I was doing my research because I was trying to get like the timeline of certain events down. And I found some website had documented like the release history of UHF. And they had a little citation of my website. And I was like, wow. I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i in no way had any influence on this with my like 180th petition signature but... well that's really cool I, I remember that that petition and that hopefully i signed it <laughs> i hope i signed it i'm probably sure i can look it up <laughs> just in case we didn't don't <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole crux of my website was I was so bereaved that I couldn't find UHF anywhere that I had to start an online petition 
via email collection and adding them to an HTML table. <laughs> and you touch a little bit on this in the book, and I don't want to give away too much, but you had a you had a little help getting your, your website online. A very special person helped you out there. Oh, yeah. So um, I very earnestly was like, well, I love weirdal.com, and I know John Bermuda Schwartz is the webmaster, so I'm just going to email him for web hosting advice. <laughs> And he answered me <laughs> and he was like, use this web host. You should get it your own domain name. Here's some tips that I use. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. We're friends now. <laughs> that is so cool. It's yes, the best he's, he's person. He's very responsive. I love it. <laughs> he was probably excited to talk about it, you know? I'm sure it was very novel for him to be like, ooh, I can share my web hosting yes. knowledge with someone. <laughs> We were all very proud of ourselves for teaching ourselves HTML back then. <laughs> yeah, you have some great stories in this book, and I was thinking back to the time we were in Hershey Park together. Mm -hmm. There was four concerts in two days. Yeah, four concerts in two days, and then we were running to be first in line. Mm -hmm. I think you had caught one of the Smells Like Nirvana cups at yep, one of those concerts. Yeah, you still have that so cup? I think it's still in my bedroom at my parents' house. <laughs> as long as it's safe. <laughs> it is. Unfortunately, the the uh, spatula that I had in the comic that I show, um, Jim West actually helped me get it signed backstage. I have literally no idea where that is. It's been oh, lost. No. Oh. It's been lost since I was like sixteen. <laughs> so it, it lives. It lives on only in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you a new spatula. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to put out a missing uh, alert if anyone sees sees <laughs> yes, Kelly's please. spatula. Luigi. Please. Please, Luigi, Luigi, that's right, Luigi, please. Spatula. It is a very prominent and I'm sure valuable Weird Al signature on yes. it. <laughs> I mean, it's in the, it's in Weird Me, so it makes it much more valuable than just a regular spatula. And, I, and then it has the secret story there. <laughs> that's right. So on the inside cover of your book, um, as I'm flipping through it um, this past week, I see a name on there that I didn't recognize until very recently, and that is Annie Stahl. Mm-hmm. Wrote the uh, review on the inside cover. Because she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Annie's someone that I know. I know her through, um, like, the comic circuit. She's, she's like, the sweetest, kindest, most generous person ever. <laughs> and she makes, uh, like, phenomenally beautiful projects. I mean, the squeeze box uh, mm -hmm. is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, so... Uh, yeah, and she would she would hit me up every now and then to say, like, I need to get your book. I need to read what fans would want to have in this squeeze box. And <laughs> she would always profusely thank me at comic shows. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but she's like, no, I got into your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, she, she did a phenomenal job on that. What a great connection that was lost on us for years. <laughs> yeah, comics is small. I love it. And it took me a long time, too, to realize that her day job was at Sony and that she just so happened to be the one selected to work on the squeeze box. So right. <laughs> it's, a, it's all very serendipitous. It is. It's all meant to be. Um, mm -hmm. Ke Kelly, we can follow you on all the social medias at Kelly P. Comics. Um, we can go to kellyphillips.net. We can uh, check out all of your projects. And, and there's even a store there where we can purchase Weird Me. Um, there's some other great stuff. You got um, some enamel pins, some Weird Al mm -hmm. stickers and tattoos. Yeah, I, um, I used Kickstarter to fund the collected version of Weird Me. So I have some leftover swag that I was able to produce and new swag that's been inspired by the old swag. So 
It's all available. I was very proud to be one of the 165 stupendous backers. Yes, thank you for helping me not have uh, an ulcer. (laughs) (laughs) Running a Kickstarter is the worst thing ever. (laughs) I guess I wasn't stupendous enough to get it in the book. I must not have donated enough. (laughs) Because Dave's in there quite a bit. <laughs> it's very true. I, I must have. I must have really made a good impression. I must really donate a lot of money. <laughs> Although not enough to to have shaved legs. That's true. No, That's true. You cannot buy shaved legs in my comics. <laughs> that wasn't one of the Kickstarter options. If I it recall. wasn't an upgrade. To... I don't offer what I can't promise. <laughs> I did have a quote out of your book. This quote uh, really kind of struck me. And this was just a little background. Um, you had joined a, a, a mailing list mm-hmm. about Weird Al. This kind of sums up what it was like to be on the internet at that time. There really wasn't a lot of information out there like like today. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when something happens, I get like like three texts and those are all from Ethan. And um, <laughs> but I get like people texting me all the time. I get tagged on Facebook. Did you see this thing for Al? Yeah, I get people coming up to me that know about yeah, work. And it was the information was so hard to find. Yeah, we, we kind of scrounged and held on to every little thing that we could possibly hear that was new. <laughs> so one of these ways was kind of this this group for a while, you know, everyone kind of became friends in it. And your quote is, I didn't know any of them and I never contributed. They hardly even talked about Al after a while, but these were my people. And that's exactly summed up what it was like when you when you met when you meet a Weird Al fan. These are my people. You instantly bond with them, and it's just you 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 know that you're going to be friends for life because you share this this connection. You know, and that that was an amazing quote, and I'm so happy you put that in there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think there's something really unique to to different like nerdy culture circles where everyone comes in sort of knowing that like when you find your people and you're in those spaces that it's kind of like a special safe place where you get to just like wantonly celebrate this thing that you're all crazy for and you don't like always get those opportunities in your day-to-day life so you just you go in and everyone is just like super enthusiastic about this thing that people are usually like okay i've heard enough I think like really uniquely Weird Al fans have always just been like so kind and cool and welcoming and I can't think of aside from my stalker that I had that I <laughs> like no real negative experiences with any of those people. A lot of what you're talking about is is why Dave and I started Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast because we just we found ourselves talking about Al so much and so easily we're like we should be recording this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we are. <laughs> and those make the best podcasts where you're just kind of like, this is a conversation that I wish I was part of. Yes. But they can't be. I can't. <laughs> you mentioned this book ends in around 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's been concerts and Weird Al adventures, like, you know, being on a Weird Al podcast, for mm-hmm. example, that have come after that. <laughs> is, there, is there enough material that we might see a Weird Me volume two? So I've thought about it I've thought about doing like a like one supplementary issue and at at one point I was kind of considering like should I continue like the old torch of doing concert reviews like I did when I was a teenager um but I think really like the most special story I think I could tell right now is that uh last year I got to give Al a copy of the book 
Cool. Um, cause I did one of the, the meet and greet packages after his concert and I showed it to him and I was like, Hey, I made this book. And he goes, Kelly, I know I read it. So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I think like there's a really cool story. And I do remember cause I got a web store order that was from his wife who, as you know, has a very distinctive name. <laughs> and I remember just sort of sitting on my couch, like two years before, before this had happened. And I was like, um, I'm pretty sure that's Al's wife. And, you know, I mailed the books out, nothing had come of it, but uh, I met him after the show and he was like, yeah, me and Suzanne, we ordered it on your website and we read it. And I was like, cool. Thanks for saying anything. About it. Right. <laughs> Um, but that was like, I had a very special moment with him where he, he gave me lots of compliments about it. And he was, you know, his usual, very gracious self about it. Um, so I have no cool in anymore when I meet him for the next concert. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, I hope you remember me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us on the podcast. We'll check out Weird Me. We'll check out Dirty Diamonds at kellyphillips.net and at kellypcomics on Instagram twitter all sorts of stuff thank you so much kelly awesome thank you guys oh hello love buckets it's judy tenuta the love goddess and you're listening to dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast it can happen huge thank you to kelly phillips thanks so much for being on the show as we alluded to in the interview you can check out kellyphillips.net and you'll see that kelly also designs temporary tattoos stickers and enamel pins they are all so awesome you know i love pins dave she has these really cool pins she has an aloha hibiscus enamel pin of course inspired by the stylings of weird al yankovic and she has a super cool dare to be stupid enamel pin ethan you also design enamel pins Actually, you designed an enamel pin, a really cool enamel pin, to commemorate Weird Al's star. Yeah, you know where that idea came from? Leading up to the star, I just, I wanted something. I was like thinking like maybe I should make a t-shirt or make a, I don't know what I could do. But then when I started getting into enamel pins, it's like, wow, this would make a cool pin. So at the star, I took a bunch of pictures and then I went home and I taught myself how to use InDesign. And I hand traced every single element on that star. I, you know, every letter I hand traced all around in the quotations, the little medallion, every point of the star. I wanted it to be perfect. And so I, I did that. And then I made these really cool pins. And it just, it looks just like the star on Hollywood Boulevard. I was going to say, it looks exactly like the star, not just like the star. It looks exactly like the star, <laughs> only miniaturized. It's not right. full size. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of hard to wear on your shirt. <laughs> but what was really cool is this week I found out that Dr. Demento wore one of my pins on a PBS special he was on for Tom Lehrer. That is so cool. I was just scrolling through Facebook and, and you know, I see this thing pop up about Dr. Demento. And I'm excited because it's about Dr. Demento. And then I just go, oh, my God. And my girlfriend <laughs> looks at me. She's like, what happened? Like, Dr. Demento's wearing my pin. It was so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. You know, I really love that you as a fan just made these pins. And you and Kelly. And, and actually, we know a few people that have actually made some pins. I know that uh, our close friend Jeff McClelland has made two amazing pins. Yeah, he just came out with a brand new one. So, I mean, his original one's great. It's Al from the UHF cover. And then 
the one that he just came out with is maybe my all-time favorite enamel pin. It is, of course, Fat Al from the Fat Music video. <laughs> and it comes with a second pin that says, Woo. <laughs> it's, it, yeah it's it's a great pin it's it's a great great beautiful drawing of al just as you said as fat al and then the capper <laughs> is that there is a second pin and it's the woo and it's the exact woo from the music video it is it is great i just i would just wear the woo pin i mean i'll wear the fat pin too but i will just wear the woo pin <laughs> What else I love about Jeff's pins is that they come on this little business card size cardboard holder that says Weird Al Yankovic enamel pins. So even if you don't wear pins, you can still display them and they look absolutely beautiful. Yeah, they are such great pieces. I had to get two of each. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. I'm starting to rub off on you. Like I whenever know. I see something that I really love, I always get like two of them just in case one something happens to one of them. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to store them next to each other, but just in case like an earthquake happens and only one of them get damaged, I have another one ready to go. But uh, you can check out Jeff's pins. Head over to etsy.com slash shop slash Teddy and the Yeti. That's T-E-D-D-Y-A-N-D-T-H-E-Y-E-T-I. And you can get those. And he's got his venue posters on there, too. Really cool stuff. If you want to pick up that amazing Weird Al Star pin, you can head over to ethanamelpins.com. Yes, I <laughs> I decided ethanamel. I wanted it to be super complicated to spell uh, <laughs> just so I could have a pun. But, yeah, it's Ethan, A-M-E-L, pins.com. Thank you, Dave. That Yeah, I, I'm glad you like it because it took a lot of time and effort and learning <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> and I think they came out really great. And and there's been a really great uh, response to them. Everyone seems to really enjoy them, including Al and Bermuda and, of course, Dr. DeBento. There are a lot of cool pins out there. Actually, Al had a couple pins out on the Strings Attached Tour. And he had the year before, he had a few pins out for the Vanity Tour as well. And I actually picked up a couple pins while we were in Cleveland, a night from the National Cleveland Style Polka Hall of Fame. <laughs> they had their own little line of pins. One of them was this accordion pin, of course. Yes, it was so cool. And the other one was kind of, it almost looked like a parody of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame building, but it's its the uh, Hall of Fame as an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we spent so much money in their little gift shop. I feel like they've never had anyone like us in their store just excited to buy anything with an accordion on it. (laughs) Or maybe they have. (laughs) As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Weird Al Seriously, the book, is available for pre-order now. You can head over to roman.com, that's R-O-W-M-A-N.com, or you can get it anywhere books are sold, really, like on Amazon or anything, and it comes out in March. And right now you can order pins directly from Ethan at ethanamelpins.com. That's E T H A N A M E L P I N S.com. We want to thank all of our listeners and especially those who subscribe and those who don't subscribe. We still thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It really means a lot to us. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And of course, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our username is at 2000inch. And you can find us online at 2000inch.com. And we have a Facebook group. We have funny little discussions. Check it out. 
and use the hashtag 2000inch. You can check out all of our back episodes on 2000inch.com as well. And don't forget, you can always call us at 347-SPATULA. That's 347-772-8852. It's a real number, 347-SPATULA. <laughs> it is. Leave us a message any time of the day. We love hearing from our listeners. We might even play your message on the air. And of course, you can check out our Strings Attached Tour bonus centimeter episodes they're released every so often, but we've got at least 18 of them out so far, so check those out. You can hear about our reviews of every single Weird Al show that we saw on this past tour, and they're a lot of fun. And of course, a brand new full episode every Wednesday. Dave, you know what's coming out next week? Yeah, episode 23-inch. No, no well, yeah, but the brand new Breaking Bad movie comes out next week, and I'm so excited, and I know you're a big fan I'm a big fan, and we know that Al is a big fan of Breaking Bad, too. Yes, Breaking Bad was one of those shows that was absolutely amazing. I was just transfixed on it. I, I loved it almost as much as I love UHF. <laughs> so we had this funny idea. I don't remember where we came up with this, but we've been talking about it every so often. We're like, we need to put this on the podcast. So next week, Dave, you and I are going to sit down, and we are going to cast Breaking Bad using UHF characters and vice versa. We're going to cast UHF using breaking bad characters and we'll see what happens. <laughs> that is going to be so much fun. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> and we want to hear from you guys who you think should be in breaking bad from UHF and vice versa. So tell us on social media. And of course, we will go through our list next episode. Yes. Please post it on our Facebook group. And let us know who you think should play George Newman. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 22-inch. da 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 da